0: Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am an early childhood special education teacher, a life and ADHD coach, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast to help anyone wondering if they have ADHD, people who have been diagnosed for a while, and want some more support and community. I'm here to bring you the latest research on ADHD and neurodiversities while we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of ADHD. Are you ready? Let's get started. Speaking of extra supports, I just wanted to tell you all that I've updated my Patreon page to include all of the resources that I've really ever made to be held in one place. Just head to my show notes. Um, The VIP members do get a little extra, um, but you can also purchase like my brand new ultimate ADHD journal and planner which I've been using for the past year that has worked. Um, Nothing is priced over $10 and everything is at least 50 to 100 pages that you can download and print. You can get it to bind it and sent to you or you can just read it off your screen and use notebook paper. So if you want or need any type of that kind of extra support just head to my show notes and click the Patreon link to join. I hope to see you in there. Hi my friend and welcome back to the podcast. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I appreciate you and I just want to remind you that we have ADHD so our working memories really stink So if you enjoy this podcast, please scroll up to the top and press the little follow button so that you never miss out on an episode when I come out with one. And while you're up there, I would really appreciate if you would rate the podcast. It really helps the podcast get pushed out to more ADHDers so that I can help as many people as possible in their journey with ADHD. I am also so grateful that you pressed play on this episode today because I know you're busy. I know there are so many choices out there. So let's get started. How are you? Do you have a hard time getting started on tasks, whether you like the task or not? How about stopping a task to start a different task these are common issues for many people who struggle with ADHD and other neurodiversities, and there are many reasons for this. Plus, our brains also like to get caught up in the things we don't actually really care about or actually like. don't contribute to our productivity, like scrolling social media or spending a lot of time watching a TV show or binging, as they call it. Our brains do not have the same type of reward loop system as neurotypical brains do. In a neurotypical brain, they have fully developed prefrontal cortexes, which means that their executive functions are fully developed. This is like having a manager in your brain. This comes from Tamara Rozier's book, Your Brain's Not Broken. I highly recommend it. But she talks about this manager in the neurotypical brain that reminds you, hey, it's time to switch to this task or telling you not to forget those important papers for that meeting today or reminding you to get the bake sale cookies and get them ready and put them in the car or reminding you that you probably don't have enough time to finish said task. So you need to stop and move on to the next task. This is also the part of the brain that tells a person to do a task because of the importance of the task. For example, doing taxes, getting started on that paper, or going through the mail to pay the bills. Most of these things that we have to do as adults are usually things that involve consistency, which is another thing, unfortunately, our ADHD brains lack. Our brains are not motivated by the importance of a task, So by default, we either procrastinate until the last minute having to use all of our energy and then some, usually pulling an alt-nighter or something to that effect to get the things done, but we don't get our basic needs met. We get a huge rush of dopamine at the end of it, so it reinforces our brain that waiting till the last minute and doing it all in one sitting is the way to do it. And this is because ADHD brains are motivated by urgency. It pumps up our adrenaline, creating dopamine and norepinephrine and other chemicals in the brain, the motivation and action chemicals. And although this can be useful to get a task done, it's detrimental to the longer end of the task. And the longer we use urgency to complete tasks, the more likely you are to burn out and start that cycle and be stuck in that cycle of adrenaline, adrenaline, or shaming yourself to do something and then ending up in burnout. Sometimes we can get ourselves to complete a task while our brain seems to be kicking and screaming. This sounds like getting through, going through the mail and paying your bills while your brain is fighting you. I don't want to, I don't want to. This can be useful, but it also then creates emotions of resentment and annoyance and dislike into those tasks. And this will make that task harder to start almost every time now, because our brain will associate those tasks with those emotions. Am I making sense? Here's an example. You force yourself to write the paper with your brain screaming, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, the whole time. You don't get a huge amount of dopamine after you've completed the task because your brain didn't wanna do the task anyway. You get maybe some relief, but instead of your brain like now bringing up resentment, emotions, annoyance, and resistance, believe it or not, this makes the task take longer And it makes it actually a lot more difficult to start and finish. ADHD brains are not motivated by what's important. I know that's a repetition, but that's a big thing. In reality, the important tasks and goals are usually the ones that our brains do not like or enjoy, but actually find super boring, tedious, they take too long, or we just aren't interested in doing them. So it can actually feel physically painful, literally, to start the task and sometimes even to complete it if you can't get yourself into a flow. So he- heathen goals we want to do are difficult for many reasons. First of all, a goal is usually made up of several tasks or repetitive actions, such as the tasks of producing a podcast or the things you need to do repetitively and consistently to get to a healthy weight. We have our executive dysfunction to blame for some of this, because we as ADHDers do not have strong prioritization, organization, or time management skills. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we need to use this as an excuse, but becoming aware of it really helps us to accommodate and navigate through this. So we are time blind, we have trouble breaking down a big goal into smaller parts, and then even when we do break it down, prioritizing which thing to do first, and the order in general kind of trips us up. And there's actually a term for this, and it's called delay aversion. Delay aversion is what happens when we don't see the reward for a long-term goal in the near future. Obviously not, because a long-term goal has a long-term reward, right? So our brains have a tendency to go towards a smaller, more insignificant task to get the reward or dopamine hit right away instead of the long-term delayed rewards. This happens even when it's a goal we really want to accomplish. Have you ever seen or heard of the marshmallow experiment? This will explain a little bit more about this immediate versus delayed reward. This experiment um, involved giving a child a marshmallow at a table in an empty room. The child was told you can eat that one marshmallow now, but if you wait three to five minutes, I forget how long they actually made them wait and I didn't want to look it up, but it was about just three to five minutes. And if you don't eat that marshmallow in those three to five minutes, you'll get another marshmallow to eat. If you've never heard of this experiment, I highly suggest Googling it because there's so much satisfaction in watching some of the kids who try to wait but end up eating it anyway. And there are some kids who can wait and end up getting the second one. But that satisfaction in watching those kids who try to wait but then end up eating it anyway is really similar to the ADHD brain in that a child's develop- a child's um, executive functions aren't developed like, um, for example, impulsivity, <laughs> none of that is fully developed in children or in ADHD adults. In this experiment, I believe adults with ADHD would possibly eat the one marshmallow to get the immediate reward versus waiting a few minutes to get both. That's the delayed reward. Now this is on a really small scale, but when you're talking about a goal like losing weight, It requires patience, and ADHDers want things now. This is an example that you can relate to doing one task or another. For me, I'd much rather clean than do tedious paperwork, while other ADHDers don't mind paperwork, but they despise cleaning. In the words of Jessica McCabe in her famous, fabulous book, How to ADHD, we are DOPA different. She's referring to the reward system in the ADHD brain. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter in the brain that our nervous system uses to send messages between nerve cells. It affects learning, motivation, sleep, mood, attention, the way we process pain, movement, and other parts of our health. But those are the ones that are directly connected with ADHD and our brain and getting things done. Like learning motivation, yeah, obviously. Then our sleep affects how much we get done. Our mood affects what we get done and how long it takes us. Then again, attention, and then the processing of pain. All of these things are distorted in our dopa different brains. Dopamine plays a big part in the fundamental differences with our reward system in our ADHD brains. It helps motivate behavior and then releases to help other feel-good brain chemicals release, telling our brain, hey, doing that task felt good. We get a positive feedback loop, and the dopamine remembers, basically, what tasks and activities create that positive feedback, so then we are motivated to do them like again. For a neurotypical, this means their brain associates doing taxes with a reward of receiving a tax return, creating anticipatory dopamine, otherwise known as motivation. ADHD brains, unfortunately, do not release anticipatory dopamine in this way. ADHD brains may not release the dopamine at all, or when it does, our brains suck it all up before it has a chance to be reuptaked or to work as motivation. When this happens, ADHD brains do not learn or form that association between doing taxes or other tedious tasks and the reward of getting the return or simply getting the thing done. This is why we may impulsively stop a task with little to no reward benefit and start a task like stro- scrolling or playing video games, watching TV, or even other um what I call procrastivity tasks which have immediate dopamine feedback in the ADHD brain it learns that these things feel good making us so much more likely to do it and so much more um how do I say this inclined to stop doing the hard thing and do an easy thing so There's also two types of perfectionism that can sneak in, hindering us from starting and or completing a task. From the work of Dr. Russell Barkley, there is front-end perfectionism and back-end perfectionism. Front-end perfectionism refers to needing to set up the perfect environment before starting, This can include anything from decluttering your whole desk to thinking I should do the dishes first and then you want to take care of admin tasks and before you know it, you're out of time and energy for the day and um, you never started the actual task. (laughs) Back end perfectionism refers to editing the task or project to quote unquote perfection before calling it complete and releasing it to the world. This usually has something to do with rejection sensitivity that we have from past things that we've done and failed at. And since perfection is not attainable, the task almost never gets finished. Some other things that make it hard to start are not knowing where to start, not knowing what done looks like, and possibly running into tasks that we don't know how to do Are parts of goals that we are confused about how to do. You are not lazy, stupid, or lack willpower. You have a brain that is resistant to doing tasks that are not enjoyable or do not give you instant dopamine. So how can we improve our motivation when we have ADHD to get things done? How can we accommodate so that we can get our brains to be motivated to do a task. I'm going to give you 10 tips that work for me when I'm facing a task that my brain does not want to do. And before we start, I always love to remind you that these tasks and tips and strategies that I share are things that may work for you or they may not. This is why I've included a um, ADHD toolbox paper. It's um, just kind of a follow along what works, what doesn't work, and what's in my ADHD toolbox that I can use for different things like motivation, emotional regulation, and things like that. So I'm going to share my 10 tips with you. And just remember that you get to take what you want and leave what you don't. All right, first tip for starting tasks is gamify your task. I find this to be super useful when doing laundry, emptying the dishwasher, doing these cleaning tasks when I really don't want to do them and this can be done by what I usually do is set a timer and then I race the timer and I give myself rewards in each interval so between each task or um, in Pomodoros so that is a 25 minute work session and a 10 minute break, or there's other ratios people use, like 45 minute work session, 15 minute break. You have to curate it to what works for you. Number two, before you start the task, write out or visualize what the task will look like when it's done. So your brain knows what it's working towards. This can be known as um, like a focus plan which I do have available um, over in the Patreon. And all of my things in the Patreon, you can buy them separately, or you get all of them for free if you join for the lowest price per month, which is $2.99. So just, you know, munch on that. Before you um, start the task, knowing what done looks like really helps the ADHD brain see the steps and really know how long the task is going to take. Number three, break down big goals into the smallest tasks possible and build in dopamine rewards so that you're able to finish the whole goal. Okay, so build in dopamine rewards for finishing those smaller tasks. And I'm talking if, you're, if your goal or your task is to um, write a podcast. The first step is brainstorming the topic, right? I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you know the steps, so I'm just going to say kind of what I do is I break it down by saying first, I'm going to brainstorm topics. Then I'm going to pick a topic. Then I'm going to write out an outline of the ideas that I want to talk about then after that I use that outline to write out my episode into coherent pieces. Then I need to put the pages in order, read through them to make sure they're coherent, and then I need to record the podcast. That's like five or six steps and I even include in there like open podcast app for recording and um, pull out notebook and pens for writing. Um, And I give myself little rewards after tasks that are bigger, such as writing the outline or writing the episode. And I give myself those rewards so that I keep going. Number four, be super specific in your tasks and reminders. Have you ever written something down so you don't forget it, but the phrase or word you wrote down makes no sense like an hour later? Creating tasks that are super specific so your brain knows exactly what to do will help with that. It will make it a lot easier for you to remember what you are doing or what that reminder even is. And it takes like 10 more seconds to write down a specific reminder. Number five, make the task more stimulating. This um, tip works when you are doing things that you can kind of parallel task and I've talked about this before like when you're doing laundry dishes or cleaning you can be listening to an audiobook podcast or a tv show while folding that laundry or vacuuming or whatever it is that you're doing um, and it makes it a little bit more engaging because something of interest is going on while you're completing that task. Number six, be aware of your procrastination, and here's the key, without shaming yourself. I'm going to repeat that because I feel like it's important. Be aware of your procrastination without shaming yourself. We love to fall into shame spirals and rumination, okay? And that's not useful. Instead, I invite you to shift out of procrastination And into the task by saying, oh, there's my ADHD popping up again. Let me stop doing, you know, this procrastivity task and gain some willingness, some capability to do the task that I need to be doing. Number seven goes along with this one and it's manage your emotions about or around the task before starting so that your emotional fuel can help you instead of hinder you. Remember, situations trigger thoughts that cause emotions that fuel your actions, okay? So if your thought about a task is, I don't want to do this, and your emotion is resistance, that's going to hinder you. If your thought about a task is, I can do this for 10 minutes, that emotion then shifts to willing to do or capable, and that can help you. You cannot begin with the emotional fuel of resistance or annoyance. I mean, you can, but that motivation is going to fizzle out real fast. Number eight, try body doubling. I know a lot of people don't know what this is or they don't understand it, but it's literally, it's very simple. I We do it in my coach's membership on Zoom. We just, it's having a peer or a friend or a couple of them hop on Zoom or physically come over or be in the same space and work side by side so that there's a physical reminder to keep you on task and accountable to what you're doing. This really works for me, and it really worked when I was building my toolbox uh, for my ADHD self. It really um, helped me to be working and co-working, basically, with others because our brains like to do what other people are doing. So it makes us a little bit more aware, keeps us on task, and accountable. Number nine, build in breaks and make them visual. Use time timers. Write out when you will work, how much, and when you will take a break. That visual, like, schedule creates motivation in our brains when we know we will be able to take a break in a certain amount of time. And number 10 is change up the environment you're working in. This has been one that I've been doing recently that's really been working. Use your brain's love of novelty to help you. Change up the environment. Go to a different room. Go outside. Or go to a Starbucks to you know, get some work done. Be careful, though, not to go somewhere with too many distractions, because then we are messing with the focus and distractibility parts of our brains. So pay attention to your own capacity as well. My coach made this very um, intriguing statement the other day on a call. She said, what if you're not actually bad at following through? What if you just don't really know your capacity and your planning beyond what you can actually do? So I would chew on that thought because that really, really has stuck in my brain. So pay attention to your capacity and which strategies work for you to get you started. Remember that for any of these things to work, you need to be sure you're treating your ADHD, whatever that looks like for you. You need to make sure you're meeting your basic needs, and we cannot improve in shame. Remember that you are a human, and your worth is not dependent on how much you do or do not get done. And remember, I've put an ADHD toolbox follow along that you can use in the show notes. I hope this episode has been super helpful. I'd love to hear feedback. And the next episode that I'm thinking about doing is answering a bunch of your questions. So send me a voice note of a question. Email me um, or inbox me um, for for my Instagram, my TikTok, or Facebook some questions that you have about ADHD because I think that'd be a really fun episode to do is to answer questions that you guys, my listeners, have about ADHD. All right, that is all I have for you this week, my friend. Stay authentic and we will talk soon. Hi friend, would you do me a really quick favor and scroll up to the top of your podcast app and rate and review the show for me, I would really appreciate it. If not, at least maybe share it with a friend or somebody you think could benefit from it. That way I can make sure I'm helping as many people as humanly possible. Thank you for listening, rating, and reviewing the show. Hey, adhd Are you looking for more support with your brain? Do you crave community with people who understand you? You should really check out Focused, the group coaching program I am a part of that is for adults with ADHD. It's made and run by none other than Kristen Carter of the I Have ADHD podcast. I've grown so much by being in this program, using the tools, and being in the community for over a year now. If you use the link in my show notes, we both save money on this or next month's um, cost, so I think it's worth it. Go check it out at IHaveADHD.com focused.